Podcast Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now. How are you, Kat? Uh, friggin' great. Let me uh, <laughs> first off put out, and we don't do this very often here on After Nine, but today we are issuing a demand. I absolutely implore all of you, do not get gasoline in your vehicle today. It's going down eight cents tomorrow. No gas today. Wait till after midnight an eight cent drop is coming. Why is that? There's no real reason for that to happen other than uh, panic over inflation because <laughs> gas prices did not help the August inflation numbers, Cat. Not no, even a little not bit. Not want one teensy bit, but that's a good tip. Unless you're on like a, you know, empty and we don't want you to like stall in the middle of the highway or something. Just put a little bit in is what he's saying if you want to save a little bit of money. And for some people, it's worth it depending on what vehicle you drive. I think for the most part, for a lot of us, it's definitely worth it. Well, let me just say that I still, to this day, don't understand the system we have when it comes to this. We have a ton of oil in this country. Everybody understands that. They say it's it's ethical oil. I don't know if that's true or not. And frankly, I don't even care at this point. I just want to be able to drive for a reasonable price where I'm paying for the product and not double because of all the taxes. The other thing here is, the gas stations that you're going to fill up at tomorrow did not get a tanker truck pull up there today and fill it up with oil that's or gas that's eight cents cheaper. They're selling the exact same gas, which means that anybody who pays today is paying eight cents more than they need to. They don't to. want you to think about that. But don't why? Think, well, don't think about that. Unless an oil truck <laughs> has pulled up at your stop today and filled you up with cheaper gas than you have right now, you have no right to be charging $1.70.9 a liter. Because clearly, you can sell it for $1.62.9, which is what it's going to be tomorrow. Well, we're just at the mercy of whatever happens, right? Which is the frustrating part for a lot of people to hear, but it's so true. Like, you're, you, either you pay it and you do it, or you find other means, or you cut back. It's It sucks. It's never been fair, though. I don't understand why nobody in a position of power, though, will stand up and say, okay, wait a second here. We're charging people fictitious prices that are just pie in the sky, made up, basically on the whim of whatever OPEC Plus wants, and it's not right. That has nothing to do with the cost. And take away all the taxes on top of that. It's amazing how much we're getting ripped off for no good reason. I, uh, uh, fill up tomorrow. Don't give the government or the oil companies any more money than you have to. Kat, did you watch uh, any of Monday Night Football? I mean, no, but I, I've seen highlights of what you're talking about. You watched the break video yet? I did. It's Knees gross. aren't supposed to do that. No, they are not. <laughs> uh, Freddie- I laugh, but he's going to be okay. He'll be okay. Not his career. His career's fucked, but he'll be okay. <laughs> uh, here's a little bit of last night's Monday Night Football. It was Browns running back Nick Chubb getting tackled and his knee bent the other way and broke on TV. You're going to hear the commentators talking about it. And then the gasp you hear is when they show the replay in the stadium. Listen to this. Here's Chubb trying to pick his way inside the five and he does. And the last thing any Browns fan wants to see Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Oh boy. I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen. Yeah, it's we're not going to show it. It's as bad as you can imagine. They just showed it on the big screen here in Pittsburgh, oh. and the crowd gasped. Oh. It is one of the most awful 
things I have ever seen on the internet, Cat. Help me out because I'm not a football person. Um, is he like a good player? Like obviously they're oh. all good players, but I mean, is he was he like a star of the show, like up and coming? Is this a guy toward the end of his career? Where are we at with with poor Nick here? Because I do feel so bad for him. Okay, well, let me set the table. So Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, shit. Just that's absolute what, garbage. That's what I mean. It's right in the name. It's a shit team. It's the Browns. They're just brown shits. So if you're a really good player on a shit team, I don't know. Are you a good player or not? I, I tend to think you probably are still a good player. Uh, could you play just as well on a better team? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to say good for Cleveland and probably never going to play again. I don't know how you rehab oh, a break like that. that yeah. That's fucked up, and it's so disgusting. Oh. It's sad. It's sad. But, I mean, you run – it sucks. It's a good reminder for people, though. Like, that's the risk that you really run when you're playing these professional sports. It's intense. We've seen this before. Uh, we've seen it with arms and shoulders popping out, knees. This is a full-on, like, break, though, right, you said? Like, oh, this yeah, is a, it's this, broken. Yeah, this is not, like, an easy, I'll be back. I'll be back toward you know the end of the season, guys. I don't think that's going to happen for no, this poor fella. No, I do feel bad for them in that case because that's everything for them, right? Well, the nice thing about Cleveland is he doesn't have to worry about playing in the playoffs or anything like that. He'll probably be done in January anyway. <laughs> All of his buddies will be done with him from the from this <laughs> team, and he'll still be joining him in no time. <laughs> Uh, let's cover a whole bunch of different topics in this after nine because there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. It's fall hiking season, cat. I think ah. you just mentioned Strom's opens up tomorrow. It does. Yeah. Strom's, uh, it's one of my favorite spots to go to. There's so many different, we all know, you know, like there's so many spots that you can go to. So wherever it is, what do you got there in Milton? Um, I used to live in Milton anyway, Springdale or something. Spring Ridge Farms. That's a fun one too. There's lots of great spots. Uh, no matter where you go, have fun. But yeah, it's the season, right? And because the leaves are starting to change. I don't know if you guys noticed it. I've been noticing it lately. They're starting to change. And it fall. Is, and fall. Of, and fall. I know it feels soon to fall though. Like changing bit. colors is one thing, but I'm not ready for the fall. Like the actual fall of the leaves. Well, one of the things I think that people like to do at least once or twice in the fall while the leaves are changing is go for a nice hike in nature. And there's all kinds of paths and things like that. And in case you're wondering, your property taxes pay to maintain those trails. That's just one of the services that you get for the ridiculous amount of money you pay for where you live. However, they're changing the plot. Now you need a reservation to go hiking at the Spencer Gorge Conservation Area under the Hamilton Conservation Authority. You will need to make advanced bookings in two-hour intervals, and that includes Dundas Peak, Two Falls, and Webster Falls, the waterfalls mm-hmm. that everybody loves to go and mm-hmm. see. I've been there. Yep, yep. Seven days a week, reservations are required for fall hiking due to the, and I quote, overwhelming popularity of hiking in those areas while the fall leaves are changing. Mm -hmm. Hamilton Conservation Authority, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's $11 for your car and then $5 for everyone inside the car plus a $10 reservation fee to go for a walk outside. That's just for the walk do you know what it's like in Alora? Because in the Alora Gorge, beautiful spot. I feel like they also charge to get in there now. I don't know if that's a newer thing or maybe that's just for campers. But I went there once and I remember being stunned. Maybe it was just a certain day that I went that they were like, okay, so that's, uh, yeah, it was like 12 bucks for a car. And I went, when did this happen? And it was relatively new at the time. So I feel like more and more places that are so, I want tourists, not even tourists necessarily, but so 
uh, heavy with people and wanting to take photos of these places that they're trying to find ways to spend money. In all fairness, though, Scott, have you been to some of these places before where people are walking around taking photos? People are gross. They Mm -hmm. leave their garbage everywhere. They leave shit all over the ground and they need to spend money on crews to help clean that up so that it's a nice place for everyone to visit. Is it worth $12 per car? I'm not saying it is, but what I am saying is something needs to be done sometimes because the garbage cans get full quickly. People don't give a shit. They're assholes. Uh, So if you can wean out some people who are dicks and just there to like fuck around and like I don't know. I don't want to put every, paint everyone on the same brush, but what, whoever it might be, maybe it's a teenager, maybe it's an older person, maybe it's a family. But some people really treat those places like shit when there's others who just want to take a nice walk. So in that case, I understand wanting to do something about that and making sure they can maintain it the way that they should. My opinion, because I've been there. I've been to those places before and it gets gross quick and I don't want to go with my family when it's just junky. I hear what you're saying. I totally do. And yeah, it costs money to have people do that. But I mean, some things have to be free in this country. We can't charge people for absolutely everything. And one of the few things you used to be able to do for free in this country was go for a fucking walk in the fall. This is crazy that they're going to charge people money for this sort of stuff. Did they have problem with people? I just will ask this just because I know in other places, I've never heard with this place where Webster's Falls and, and stuff. Did they have problem with people camping out? Oh, I don't know if it's a camping thing or not. They They say it's because of the volume of people. This is to try and control the amount of people coming in. These aren't people who are trying to set up their home there? No, 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 no. Just double checking because I know that that is the case in some other areas. And that's one of the, it's a deterrent, right? Obviously, they're not going to have people there that they don't want there. Hey, listen, if we have to hire a few staff to make sure the trails are well-groomed and cleaned. In fact, I thought we did employ people to do that. Uh, charging people to to go for a walk in nature, I think is outrageous. And, and I think that this is something they've got to revisit. I get that cities are broke, but enough's mm-hmm. enough. Stop it with the taxes and stop adding in more and more no. user we, fees. We got to figure out a, a, a solution because I understand not everyone can afford to just do that every time. If let's say they used to go every weekend, totally get it. But we need to find an in-between where we can absolutely clean these places up because they really do need help. Keep in mind, there are so many nice trails though that have been undiscovered. That's your go-to spot maybe, or, or you know it to be pretty and that's great and it is pretty but there are so many trails that are free that you can go check out like just google trails near me and you'll be shocked at how many are actually quite nice they're free too um they're not as well maintained as they should be though so that's the one side that i do see scott because even the ones near my house i'm going city of kitchener what the fuck are you doing but it's everywhere it's not just them it's everywhere and they can't maintain it as quickly as they'd like to and maybe that's a budget reason I don't know what it is, but I know some people will be willing to pay the price to get in. I think it's an incompetence problem. I mean, you've got a, an area to manage. I don't understand why nobody's managing it. If there's a problem, fix it. It, it, it seems fairly cut and dried to me, but for whatever reason, they can't figure that out. Uh, what's going on with all the cars crashing into buildings? It happened again yesterday. Another one. <laughs> this one was in New Hamburg. Somebody crashed into the Waterloo Region Driving School. Well, that's a special kind of irony, isn't it? Fail. A 46-year-old female driver lost control in the parking lot, took out a pedestrian, crashed into the pet value, and then spun around and crashed into the driving school. Come on. Damage to the plaza is significant. The pedestrian is going to be okay. They've got non-life-threatening injuries. That's twice in three days. Again, people losing control of their vehicle. (sighs) Is it distracted? Medical issues? I don't know, but something's got to give because we should be allowed to walk through a parking lot without having a fear that we might get smoked by a car. I'd love someone on the inside to give us an idea because I don't have one. I don't know why it seems like there's more stories like this. 
Or are there actually more stories stories like this? Like, let us know by all means if you're involved in it. All I know is if I had a business in a plaza like that, there's one not far from me. I pass it by now and again. And I pay extra attention when I even drive by the plaza that houses the test center because the people who drive around there are nuts. They're insane, Scott. Totally. I agree with you. And I feel bad, by the way, for the pet value uh, owner. I'm sorry that you have to go through that. So they that mainly, they, I think their window got broken and they had like $5,000 worth of damage to product in the store. Ugh. The driving school doesn't exactly carry a lot of inventory except for people and driving instructors. Yeah. Nobody got hurt, thank God. But yeah. holy shit, what a mess. Oh. Uh, how about our friends over there at the Canadian Transportation Agency? They're in for a shit day today. It's just been revealed the backlog of air passenger complaints has topped 57,000. 57,000 <laughs> complaints in the queue. I'm surprised they even kept them. I thought they just went to the trash bin automatically. 3,000 complaints a month have been piling up, and it seems that nobody is dealing with them. And frankly, I don't understand why. Again, we all expected to pay our taxes. That's the sort of shit this it's supposed to pay for. Why is nobody dealing with these complaints? Some of them go back to COVID. Somebody booked a trip to Cancun and then caught the vid or the flight got canceled. They want their compensation and they deserve it. But nobody is dealing with the complaints. It's a money thing, man. You still have people coming in by the thousands a day. So you're taking that money. You're worried about the next money and, and it doesn't get dealt with. At this point, though, that's a serious backlog, though. So let's be real about this. If your complaint is in there, are you expecting a resolution? What is your expectation? Like, I feel like if I was one of those people that launched a complaint, and thankfully I've been okay so far. <laughs> I'm going to knock on something. I'm traveling again this year. But we know what happens, and it happens a lot. Do you just say, forget it? Have you given up? Or have you, or have you not given up? Have you tried to check back in? Like, hey, it's me. Check it back in on this complaint I launched in March. What about my shit? Well, it, it's particularly frustrating because... It was very clearly spelled out, very, very clearly. We had the passenger bill of rights, and it says that if you're delayed for, like, I don't know, more than four hours, you get a meal. If it's more than six hours, you get a hotel or, like, 500 bucks or whatever it is that it says in the passenger bill of rights. People can prove. There's flight logs that show, yeah, yeah, you sat on the ground for eight hours. That's unacceptable because we know when the plane took off and when it landed. This should not be something that anybody even had to file a complaint for. But the airlines had their objections, right? They tried to argue that when they were short-staffed, when they couldn't get anybody who wanted to be a flight attendant or people had worked too many hours in a day. Which was a real issue. And maybe still is lingering issues at, a, at some airlines. Okay, nobody's talking about it, but there's still a shit ton of delays happening. If we're getting 3,000 complaints a month, you know that there's a problem with our airports. However... The airlines tried to argue when they had flight attendants calling in sick and stuff like that. Well, it's a safety issue, so you're not entitled to compensation. Well, is it a safety issue or did you guys just not have enough staff? Because, yeah, it's obviously unsafe to fly without the proper number of pilots and flight attendants, but this was your problem, not something in the passenger's control. It wasn't weather related or anything like that. Yeah. So the airlines owe, they're just arguing. Somebody make a decision and say, yep, that's a legitimate one. The airlines are off the hook. Or no, that's not a legitimate excuse. Pay the money. And let's get these 57,000 complaints cleared. Yeah, I would, I mean, some, 
I don't know what the real what the answer is when there's that many complaints, but you wonder if you just got to blow it up and start fresh and be like, "Hey, well, all those are gone. If you're really upset, do it again." Not that I'm saying it's right, but how do you actually do it? I don't know. We're going to talk about underwear coming up in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about a few other things, but a couple more things along this realm in the newsy area. Yesterday, the House of Commons did something the House of Commons almost never does. A unanimous vote. <gasps> they agreed on something? They you, agreed what? on something. You don't say. Well, I think two of the parties agreed on it. The other two went along with it because they realized it wouldn't be popular to not go along with it, but they have unanimously passed the bail reform bill. So now it goes to the Senate for approval. Back to your civics lessons. The legislation makes it harder, not impossible, but harder for some repeat violent, dangerous offenders to be granted bail. Hmm. Good. You shouldn't be allowed to get bail if you commit a crime with a gun. If you stab somebody, you shouldn't be on the street the next day. Thank you. You should be in jail or a holding cell until it's time to go in front of a judge. And the judge should be able to look at it and say, hmm, violent crime, you hurt somebody, you used a weapon, now you stay in trial or in jail until your trial. And your trial might be in a week, it might be in a month, it might be in several months. Tough beans, you stab somebody, people saw you do it. This is Mm -hmm. not something we need to discuss. You did it, you shouldn't get any free time. It doesn't matter if you've got, sorry it sucks, if you've got kids that have gotta get to school, that's on you. You're the you're a parent who went out and stabbed somebody. You still did, of course. Yeah, you did something wrong. You don't get the same privileges no. as everybody else does now. You don't get to go to work. Sorry, doesn't matter if you've got bills to pay. That was something you should have taken into account before you pulled the trigger. No excuses. Violent crime, especially repeat offenders. Agree. You've got to be in jail. Agree. We got a bit of a curveball thrown at us yesterday, Cat. It was the first day of the new parliament, and after they voted on the. Bail reform, which is great. I'm really, really glad that all the parties went along with it Mm because I know not all the parties wanted to do that. But then the prime minister came out after question period and shocked everybody. Canada's in a little bit of drama here right now. An international incident. Canada has expelled the diplomats from India, some of the senior ones, after the prime minister said he has credible intelligence to show that the Indian government and government agents shot to death a Sikh leader near Vancouver. Hardeep Singh Nijar was killed on June the 18th in a Surrey parking lot. He, at the time, was organizing an unofficial referendum in India for an independent Sikh state. Didn't um, didn't he, Trudeau, just come back from India? He was there, yeah. yeah. People were making a, a deal of whether or not the Indian government's mad at Canada, whether Canada's mad at the Indian government. Well, there were some rumors while he was there about that. Yeah, yeah. they didn't like each other. Trudeau skipped yeah. a dinner. They wouldn't even shake hands at one point. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I, uh, I actually agree with the prime minister on this one. If you commit a crime against a Canadian on Canadian soil as a foreign government, that's a threat to our sovereignty. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You can't send your agents over to Canada to take out some guy who's organizing an independence thing. It doesn't work that way. So I don't know where we go from here, but I am glad to see that everybody is on the same page. What I'm waiting for now is the fallout. India is the fastest growing economy in the world. Are we going to go to like a, like a turf war with India? Are we going to go to a, like a trade war with India? Are we going to cut off diplomatic ties? Are we going to cut immigration? Is it going to get that bad? What's going to go on here? Mm. I don't know. Really weird, though, because I also want to point out the other side of this, too. 
We also had credible intelligence to say that the Chinese interfered in our elections, and we didn't do fuck all about that. We still haven't done anything about that. So for him to react this quickly, I have no doubt that the intelligence is true. I'm just wondering, why now? Because you knew this like a week or two ago. Why now? Yeah. Is it a distraction? Because a lot of people seem to think it's a distraction. I don't know the answer to that. Only the prime minister knows. But I'm sure we'll get some indication as time goes on as to what's actually going on here. Let's talk about underwear for a moment. How often would you say in a month do you leave the house with no underwear? Commando. I don't think I leave the house without underwear. Really? I'll go without underwear at home. (laughs) But I will not leave the house without it, I think. I'm trying to think if I have. Uh, and no. No, I don't. I don't think I do either. Yeah, I, I, don't, d- I don't. I think, I think I'm, um, I'm worried about how it looks. Like, I know that my pecker's out, and I don't know if other people realize it's out, but and I don't want to be it. that guy. You're feeling like you're flashing people, even though you aren't. Well. But you feel like you are, because you, you come with that. Is that the feeling you have? I'll answer a question that probably many of you are wondering. I wear sacks. That's my favorite kind of boxers. So they're great because they've got what's called the ballpark pouch. Ladies, in case you're not familiar, this is underwear that's revolutionary because it's got like a little area where you can tuck your junk in there and it holds everything in place. Even makes it look good when you're flexing in front of the mirror. Yeah, they aren't aren't cheap, but if you have a man in your life that you would buy underwear for, okay? Your dad, your brother, that's weird, but that's fine. Sacks is, is definitely the way to go. Like I said, it's not cheap, though. No, they're expensive. You have all sacks. You're balling, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> so I like those. I think it's great. It holds your nuts in a nice way. That So you feel like you're being held. That, but when you're going outside then in your sacks with your pants on, we assume, over top of those underwear, you feel like you're being held, secured. It's like, a, it's like wearing your seatbelt. In the car, right? Well, there's no dangling, right? And I think everybody understands a guy's dick swings when he walks. I think and, we and know his, that. If they're lucky. Hang. If yeah. they're lucky. I mean, mine does. <laughs> like 80% of the time it does. <laughs> I would I, 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 I would totally agree with you if I was a man, I think. Because I like I would probably like everything to be secure. Even as a woman. And as a woman, it's different. We have different parts. I think most people know this. But all of our stuff is kind of on the outside, too. So it's kind of nice to have that. That's just that safety net between your everything and the pants you're wearing like for me it's like I couldn't ever picture wearing no underwear with jeans like I feel like that might even hurt a little bit a little bit like, oh, she's a sensitive girl you know if you could have a dick for a day <laughs> would you want one just to see what it's I like to be a guy I don't think so really no I don't I don't I'm think offering I, you a free dick and you're gonna say no I I I don't know Actually, to go, you know what? Can I can I be specific on the day I go? I do it. Okay. Here's what I mean. I'd love to have a, a penis and that structure if I'm going to a festival. I would probably be that person to whip it out and take a pee. It's so hard to, you can't pee in, you shouldn't pee in public, but you can't pee like that. Squatting is not it's not good. So you're it talking goes like, everywhere. It's messy. You guys have it so easy in that you go to the, you could go to the side of the road. Is it frowned upon? Yeah. Take that out of the equation, guys. Is it loud? No. Fuck it. Forget about that. Okay. Stop being that person. What I'm saying is it's easy for you to just whip it out and piss anywhere. We can't do that. I don't even think it should be frowned upon. I think that there should be some calm. <laughs> well, well, I think that there should be some common rules both ways. You know what? You know who's figured it out? Golfers. 
We know what the fuck we're doing on the golf course. Every guy will take a piss on a golf course. I figured, right? It happens. Well, most of the time, guy will just sort of sneak off into the forest and pee. And there's trees, lots of trees on the outsides there. We all know what a golf course looks like. I'd imagine, you just golfed yesterday. Did you pee on the course? I did. Yeah. It's, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're admitting it because I think everybody does. I feel like but everyone does. I've seen people pulled over on the side of the highway that had to pee. Do yeah. I judge? No, I they probably either. just had to pee, and I totally understand I, that. I've had to go bad before too, and, and had to go in places I didn't want. I don't judge it. It depends on where. Obviously, be smart. Don't be stupid. Don't do it near a schoolyard or something. Like, just don't be a stupid idiot about it. But if you gotta go and you're in a private spot, do it. You know, I think the rule should be if you got to go, go, but it's on you, the pisser, to make sure that nobody sees your junk. And if you can say you went pee and absolutely no one could see the privates, I don't know what the problem is. But I also feel like the same should apply to women because they got to go sometimes too and they don't have as many options as we do. If, If I'm driving down the highway and I see a girl with the, the the one door open and the back door open, she's probably taking a pee. That's usually the way you do it because you figure that gives you maximum privacy. I applaud the effort. Thank you for not making me look at your butt while you're peeing. Go ahead and pee, though. You got to go. You got to go. got to go. You got to go, man. You got to go. I, we did a road trip with the girls last year. Um, we were on the road from Calgary to Banff or something like that, and they had to pee a couple of times, and there's just nothing around. So I was just like, they got used to like pulling over the side of the road. And peeing. How did they do it? Did you like open the trunk and hang on to the inside or or did were you able to actually squat? How does it go down when a girl does it on the side of the road? Well, I mean, for me, yeah, you got to squat. And I've, I've, I've been there before. I've been there usually when I'm traveling and there's just no washroom in between. So first of all, you have to find, unlike a man where like you could piss on a rock, it's fine, whatever. If you find a rock to lean on, that's great. But first of all, like the cleanliness of it, trying to make it as clean as possible, it's hard. But so a flat surface is what you need here. And if you can lean up against something because you got to squat, great. And then hopefully you're wearing the right attire where you don't have to take off too many layers because you run the risk of getting pee on your clothes, right? right? You run right, the risk right, of getting right, like, yeah. nobody wants piss leggings or anything like that. So you got to move everything away. Sure. And sometimes you can just slide everything to the side and do it. Get lucky that way. It's fine. Done. But it's not always that easy. Can you really not control it that much? Like with a guy, obviously you've got, it's essentially like no. writing with a pen. You can write yes. your signature in, in cursive. Yes. Girls, it just comes out. Like, you, yes. you, can you aim it, like even narrow the stream or widen the stream? No, Is there any n- control at all? N- not, I mean, you could push it out hard, <laughs> but why would you do that? Like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? You just go. They do have little contraptions and things for those who are camp a lot. Like I've got camping friends and stuff like that. They they do have a contraption. What's the name of it? Someone's going to DM me. I won't be able to find it in time. But they have contraptions that you can actually put over yourself and it will then make a stream for you so that you can aim it properly. It's like a Jill cup or something. Thank you. Yeah. Is that what it is? I feel like it is a Jill, female urine. Oh, why do I? This search history here at this fucking computer. I swear to God. Female urine contraption? What are we calling this thing? I'm sure that'll probably call it You know it what? It's a, yeah, I just found one on Amazon. Female urination device, reusable silicone, woman, pee funnel. Uh, they call it a pee funnel? Okay. I love that. I was thinking it was a pee funnel too. But you got to be careful about which pee funnel you buy. <laughs> this one's called she-wee. The she-wee. Yes, that's it is. She-wee. 
That's what I was thinking of. So, yeah, you need devices like this to answer your question, Scott, in order to get any type of aim or to put it where you want to put it. And, and that's great. Again, I think as long as people don't see anything, you should be allowed to go wherever you need to go because when you got to go, you got to go. But with those shiwis and the, the urine funnels and shit, you got to be careful with them and know your own body because I've heard that sometimes when you've really got to go, the pee can't all get out the little end of the funnel as fast as you're filling it up at the oh, top. Oh, there's backlog. There's backlog. Oh, right. bad, 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 bad. I, if you've ever tried to use a funnel, for example, to put windshield washer fluid in your car, you know you got to go slow because the bottom opening is much smaller than the top opening. Yeah. You can't put it all in at the top all at once. Same thing applies with pee. That's a good tip, actually. That's probably a good tip there. So know your bladder. Uh, back to the good original. tip when you don't have a tip. Forty <laughs> percent of people say they never leave the house without underwear on. That means six out of ten do, and I'm wondering why. One in ten say they often leave the house without underwear. Eighteen percent say yeah, sometimes. Thirty-five percent go out of the house, at least some irregularly, without underwear on. And my question to you is, why? Where are you going? Where are you going there that you wanted to be free balling it? Oh, some people is this don't. a trip to the grocery store? I think some people just don't. I mean, we know that. There's people who just don't wear underwear. They don't want to. I just, when you're used to it so much, maybe that's what it is. But like, I need some, a thong's fine. Like, whatever. Give me just a little bit of material between me and my pant. Or... Especially if I'm wearing a dress. Like, I definitely wouldn't go commando if I had, like, a skirt on or something. Well, That'd be, like, there's wind. What's the major concern? That it's going to blow up of and people course. will see your badge? Of course. Okay. Of course that's a concern. But it's not a concern if they see your butt, because you said thong is fine. Yeah, everyone's got a butt. Okay. You're right. No, you are right about that. That's true. <laughs> is, that a, is that a way to look at it? Well, I'm not going to argue with you on everyone's whether or not people butt. have butts. Everyone, they do. Everyone's yeah. got a butt, but this vagina is one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> The people most likely to go commando, men under 45, mainly living out west. What is it with you cowboys and your no underwear? What's your fucking deal here? What's going on? Wow. That's a very, um, they really narrowed that down. Yes, they did. Men under 45, specifically those who live out west are especially going commando. Free balling. They just like, you know what? Sounds sounds about right to me. They just like want to be free out west, you know? They just seem like a free place. The question was posed, is it acceptable to people, to other people, that you walk around without underwear on underneath your clothes? People are split 50-50. Half say it's acceptable. Half people say unacceptable that I, even though I can't see anything and this doesn't affect me, I still don't like it. You know what it is, too? I think if people don't know, then what does it matter? Like... I don't know. I hate using examples of people at the workplace when I'm talking about underwear or no underwear. So let's say just a male colleague of ours came Dave. in here. <laughs> let's say <laughs> I it's don't want to use any of our colleagues, but sure, fine. So let's say Dave came in and he's just like, hey guys, I got no underwear on today. Like now you have that in our minds that you're not wearing underwear. So I don't think the people who don't wear underwear go around promoting that they don't wear underwear. But why though? Maybe we should all just- You think people- Just let them know. Hey, just so you know, I'm not wearing underwear today. You might want to stay away or or not line up in front of me. But wouldn't it be an endorsement for not wearing underwear if you're not wearing underwear and you never do? Like, I feel like those would be the people to be like, hey, psst, maybe it's more appropriate to even tell you like, hey, Scott, buddy, this is Dave. I'm not wearing underwear and it's pretty cool, man. You should check it out. 
<laughs> like, is it like that? Like, is that, maybe, is that what you think Dave a, and I <laughs> talk to each other about? <laughs> no, that's me what I either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but maybe you should give it a try. Hey, it's not too bad. I don't know. I feel like those who do it every day would more want to endorse it, but they shouldn't because it looks inappropriate if they do. Right. Not wearing underwear to sleep is most common. Yeah. One yeah. in five people say they always go to bed without underwear. 11% say often. Only 32% say they always have underwear on when they're going to sleep. Okay. I don't really see the concern. If you're in bed and you want to just have your your vagina rubbing up against the sheets, you go right ahead and do that. Maybe your penis is meant to touch a pillow. Go right I ahead mean, if you want to. I don't give a shit what you do in yeah. your own room. Or you just have like sleep shorts or something and you don't want to wear underwear with them. Like, sometimes if you're wearing underwear, you don't want to wear to bed. A thong's a good example. I'm not wearing a thong to bed. It's just not sleepwear for me. But I don't want to put on a fresh pair of underwear because I want to do that in the morning. Then I'll just put sleep shorts on. No underwear. It's fine. Easy. Hmm. Right? And what is the concern about not wearing underwear? Is it the touching on the jeans and your your, your Oh, privates? are you talking about during the day or are you Dur- talking about sleeping? Yeah, just during the day. I just want to put a bow on this because I'm, I'm really trying to understand I what makes know. you want to go out without underwear because I'm used to yeah. that that cradle feeling there from the sacks and, and I don't know how much I would like walking around with no underwear. In fact, yeah. I think I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. And I wouldn't want to sit anywhere. It's sensitive. It's just like, a, I don't know, for me, it's like I like to know that there's a nice layer of something there that I chose for myself and my body in between, is right? It, is it good sensitive though? Like maybe you get a little hay now every oh, now and again when do, you walk why, the right why, way. Want, <laughs> that might be nice. Yeah. Again, things, L- that you don't, <laughs> things that you don't want to say out loud once again. <laughs> uh, all right, we are so out of time, but let's just get to a few more things. MGM Resorts is losing eight and a half million dollars a day because their computer systems remain down following a huge cyber attack. As a new hire claims, their paycheck is also late. <gasps> They can't even get payroll done, and they're losing $8.5 million a day because of this cyber attack. I have a feeling that you could attack just about any business in North America, and you'll probably be in a lot of trouble. When you attack a casino, even the FBI is coming for you. So if you want to do some research, be careful. These are people who are very good at the interwebs and things, but they're called Scattered Spider. And Caesar's Palace was attacked, I don't want to say first, I don't know who was attacked first. I find this shit fascinating, Scott. I don't have the brain to do any of this stuff, but I find it fascinating when people do. Scattered Spider did the same thing and hacked Caesar's Palace, not part of MGM Resorts International. They apparently, Caesar's, paid the ransom previous to them attacking MGM. It was kind of like a warm-up, I think, because allegedly Caesar's paid $15 million as a ransom. To get scattered spider to get their hands off of all their shit. How do you trust? Like if this company comes along and says, hey, by the way, we just locked your entire system and we want money to unrelease it. Like these were people that were smart enough and sinister enough to do that. How do I trust that if I give them $15 million, they're actually going to unlock it and leave me alone? And is that part of it? You got to leave me alone forever. $15 million, Now you stay the hell away from me because it seems very... um. Mafioso. Mafioso, perhaps. Um, although, according to insiders with Caesar's Palace, the people at Caesar's Palace who are dealing with Scattered Spider says it's actually a lot of young people. Really? 
19 to 22 year olds from what they could tell. Smart but, kids. But how do they know that they weren't using technology to come up with different voices, right? We all know how text-to-speech works, right? Don't yep. we know? So who knows who the fuck they actually are or what age group that they are at, okay? We all understand AI is advancing all these things rapidly, including hacking. That's the reason why you have to authenticate at work, probably, guys, 15 times a day like we do. Yeah, thanks for fucking that up for us, everybody. <laughs> it's a real pain in the ass. But I'm, I mean, if you guys ever want to DM on this, I love, I love this shit. Um, but... Why wouldn't you? Okay, so apparently the initial ransom for Caesar's Palace was $30 million. And we'll talk about this more throughout the week because I'm sure more will come out. So we won't spend a ton of time on it. But apparently, Scott, they wanted $30 mil. Caesar's paid half that, and so they let go a lot of their things. But they still may or may not owe $15 million or Scatter Spider will come back. For MGM, we have an undisclosed amount. If they did 30 for Caesars, just for Caesars alone, how much for MGM properties, which covers a whole array of hotels there in Vegas and beyond, but I don't know if they're hitting beyond. I'm assuming it's their whole system, like you said, right? Yeah. How much is that going to be worth? They're losing that much money a day. Isn't it worth it to just be like, if you truly don't understand what's happening, maybe it's worth giving them the 50 mil or whatever that they're asking for. I don't know, but I'm, that's, my, that's my assumption. But I still remember from when I was a kid, I think it was George Bush Sr. as president at the time came on television and he made it very clear. We don't negotiate with terrorists. As soon as we pay one terrorist ransom everybody's going to come after us and want a ransom. I feel like you're really opening Pandora's box by paying this off. But when the truth is you don't know their technology, you don't understand the hackers and what they're doing and how they got into the system, which, by the way, also apparently included a 10-minute phone call to get them in, posing as somebody who runs security. So they posed as a security operator for that company to be able to hack into it. One of the people there, okay? So they're smart enough to understand how to do that. If you truly don't understand how it's done, though, what other options do you have? I agree with terrorists. You're talking about p- people being killed. Yes. This is money. A hostage, this is mainly. Yeah. Not all terrorists kill. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to be the apologist for the terrorists. Okay. I'm just saying that that's what they kidnap people and try and sell them for ransom. If this was Friday's pod, Dave's apology list would be epic, by the way. Oh, my God, I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, guys, look into it. But my point is, when it comes to terrorists, I think it's a little bit different because we're talking about people's lives. This is people's livelihood, for sure. This is money. But people don't feel as bad for casinos, I think, in this case. Nonetheless, I do feel for the people who are working on the ground trying to sort shit out for the for those who book trips there too, imagine Scott. Right now, you're about to stay, or you think you're staying at MGM next week. <laughs> Switch hotels. Well, that's when you find out how many hotels MGM actually owns. It's not like you can say, "Oh, fuck it, I'll just stay at uh, yep. uh, Luxor." Then, oh, yep. they own that. Oh, all right, I'll stay yep. at Bally's. Oh, they own that. Exactly. You know, like I, yeah. I might be using the wrong examples, but the sentiment is the no, same. You're they own a, a no, lot. it's so true. They own a ton of shit. Yeah. Uh, a son, the son of infamous drug cartel leader El Chapo has pled not guilty in federal court in Chicago. Ovidio Guzman Lopez, extradited from Mexico on Friday to face drug trafficking, money laundering, and other charges. He was captured by Mexican authorities in January, three years after an effort to arrest him set off a wave of violence in Mexico. Hmm. So for some reason, I don't get it myself, but for some reason, Mexico extradited El Chapo's kid to Chicago to face drug charges, and he pled not guilty. I don't know Careful. if we need to have a trial Careful. here. What are the odds El Chapo's son didn't sell any drugs? Careful. Come on. <laughs> Come on, and I appreciate the careful, but what are the odds El Chapo's son wasn't selling drugs? I know, I know. Last but certainly not least, advice from the internet. 
Her name is Isabel Brown, and this video is getting some attention, not just from people who think it's stupid, but from people who say she's absolutely right when it comes to the perfect guy that you should be looking for, ladies. Listen to this. I want you to hear me loud and clear when I say this, so listen up. If he owns a lightsaber, green flag. If he purchased a wand from the wizarding world of Harry Potter, greenest possible flag. If he has an unhealthy obsession with Ahsoka Tano, you better run to the altar. Bonus points if he's obsessed with Monopoly. Because those little underestimated nerd boys grow up to be men who see what's in here. Those little nerd boys Ooh. are the boys you want. How do we feel about that wording of the nerdy nerd boy thing? As someone who got called a nerd a little bit in the high school, yeah. or, and actually even younger, I've always considered nerd a derogatory term. And I know that it's sort of an all-encompassing term for people that are into uh, the, the real sci-fi stuff, the gaming stuff, blah, blah, blah. They're quote-unquote nerds. Mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. I mean, I, I think nerd is a derogatory word, and I don't think we should be derogatory about people that have hobbies, especially interesting, fascinating ones. Should you go out of your way to find a guy who's got a fake lightsaber? Maybe. Maybe. If, if he's got a wand from the wizarding world of Harry Potter, she says, yes, that's the guy you want. I get the sentiment. I just don't like the term nerd. That's the part that bothers got me. Got it. Now, are those people who are a little more in touch with their Comic-Con side, better husbands down the line? I don't know. But when we mentioned it this morning, there was a lot of people that texted in saying, oh yeah, she's absolutely right. Yeah, um, some, there was someone who said, uh, particularly their nerd their nerd husband, it was their nerd boyfriend, now their nerd husband, together 13 years, that's fine. The issue that I have with that is that there's more to it, and this is a quick video. So I, I understand there's probably more to it if she got the chance to tell you. He was probably a good person, too. Can we just, like, factor that in? Like, he was a good person, made me laugh, whatever. Don't let some things that your partner might be into that you're not make you turn away from them because of it. Maybe he is, you know, smart, caring, loyal, all those things. And he likes to play around with lightsabers. All I think that she should be saying there is don't look past somebody for that reason. Don't discriminate based on quote unquote nerdy or as, as one texter put it, sci-fi enthusiast yeah. <laughs> as it is. Um, don't let that deter you. Cause I think uh, enough of this, grab yourself a, you know, jock, grab yourself a nerd. Can, why do we have p- people in boxes? Like I, I'm not, I don't know if that's very 2023 of me. I don't know. But for me, it's like, make sure they're a good person. Don't let their interests, because sometimes it's cool, actually, if they have interests, you don't. It's okay for them to hold, like that whole universe of maybe it is Star Wars. They're into the Hobbit and shit. Like, that's what they, that's what they love. Or they're a video gamer and you're not. Let them have their shit as long as they're a good person. But I think that we shouldn't just jump on, oh, if he's a nerd, do it. I know a lot of fucking nerds that sit on the couch and and don't even have a job, but sit there and play with their lightsaber. So is that what you're saying, lady? Or are you saying probably be a good person first and da-da-da-da? And then, yes, if they like nerdy things, that's cool. Don't be be afraid of it. Embrace it. Embrace it. But how much do you put up with? And the reason I'm asking Um, that is uh because maybe you're not into these same things. If he says, hey, why don't you come over to my place on Friday night and watch me play COD? That's kind of what gamers do. They watch other gamers play COD. Yeah. Should you want to do that on your date night? Or what if, what if your quote unquote nerd boyfriend says, hey, why don't we get together this weekend and I'm going to build a Lego Death Star and you can help me? 
You know, like, yeah. can you say, you know yeah. what, you go ahead and do your nerd shit yes. and I'm going to do my hot girl shit and, and we'll just meet in the middle and, and you're still going to be great down the line. But right now I don't like any of the shit you like. And I think eventually over time, depending on how long you're with that person, and hopefully that's your person, right? But over time, you can learn to appreciate things and you learn to appreciate your own time. Uh, you know, being with my partner now for almost 20 years, he likes things that I don't like. He, he does play COD, as an example. That's his time to do it, and that's cool. I don't think he's played in a while, but, uh, you know, he'll have his interests, and that's cool. And it's okay to have your own, but you can also come together now and again and try to teach them what you know. What happens when your quote-unquote nerd boyfriend says, Honey, I've got the perfect date lined up. This weekend, you and I are going to dress up like stormtroopers, and we're going to go on the subway, downtown, and we're going to eat at the Seinfeld-themed restaurant in Stormtrooper costumes. What do you think? They might be right fucking pumped up about that. Yeah, they do probably you, are. Do you have to go along with that I, just because you've picked a nerd? Yeah, I mean, again, I hate that picking nerd thing. I hate the, I, I hate the word it, nerd, it, too. It, that's your partner and you love them and you know what to make them happy if you do that now and again, not all the time, okay? It's got to be equal here. You've got to be... Uh, you know, liking her things too and going with her to her events and all that shit. If that's what she wants, that's fine. But you have to understand that she's not going to always want to do that perhaps, right? And vice versa, right? If there's a girl who has an interest, uh, I don't know if you could think of anything that, that, that women like to do. Come with me to Sephora. Yeah, like you don't, you can say no to that. Sephora's bullshit, by the way. <laughs> Remind me, you know, I've been meaning to talk about this since my girlfriend's birthday. We can talk about it. Remind me to tell you why Sephora can just hit the bricks. I am <laughs> That store hates men. It's terrible. We can talk about it, sure. Um, okay, so one more. But yeah, yeah. What, what if your quote unquote nerd boyfriend here that you picked up, not because you necessarily like what he likes, but because you know he's going to be reliable, consistent, loving individual. What if he says, uh, well, you know, I'd really kind of like you to dress up like Sailor Moon and put your hair in the Princess Leia braids. The, do you get nerdy like in the bedroom for them too? I think you do what makes them happy if you want to. Like, right? I mean, you probably have your things and they have their things. And if you're comfortable with it, sure. All right. right? Sure. I don't know. If Sailor Moon fucking does it for him, then why not dress up like Sailor Moon now and again? Again, I'm not saying this is a fucking every night or every day thing. Honey, but now and again, you knew I was a nerd and you should have assumed I was yeah. probably going to ask you to dress up like a Power Ranger. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Step out of your own comfort zone a little bit for that person that you love, if you do love them. And on that, we will say, have a fantastic Tuesday, everybody. It's going to be beautiful for the rest of the week. And we've got new after nines all this week, starting Monday on our morning radio shows. Scott and Cat's 10K Chicken is back. That's right. Your chance to win lots of cash. Hopefully it's you. Bye, friends.